Hi, I'm Hugh Sisson. And I'm Al Spoiler. Welcome to Seller Notes. Hugh, I have a just a passionate love affair with Beaujolais. <laughs> it's such a such a likable wine. No pretense to it whatsoever. But there is a hierarchy. And these days I find myself gravitating toward the higher end, which uh, is known as the Cru Beaujolais. Right. The, in other words, the great growth in Beaujolais. It's, uh, it's ten cities, ten little villages actually. Yep that are so good that they get their, their wines named after them. Yep, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, we're, we're now in November, and this is when all of the Nouveau Beaujolais is going to come out. And please do not drink Nouveau Beaujolais and think that really bears much resemblance all to the Cru Beaujolais wines that I'm going to talk about today. I think these are actually really terrific values these days. Um, as you said, Cru Beaujolais are considered the top level of Beaujolais. Beaujolais is a sub-region of Burgundy, and the wines, the red wines, are um, exclusively the Gamay grape. Uh, and there, there's a small amount of Chardonnay that's also produced in the Beaujolais region, but it's mostly just good old Gamay. The, the 10 Cru you mentioned uh, before are Julianas, Saint-Amour, Chenin, Fleury, Moulin-Avon, Chirouble, Morgan, Renier, Côte de Brie and Brie. Um, and as you said, these are a significant step up from, quote-unquote, regular Beaujolais or Beaujolais, even Beaujolais Village. Uh, the name of the crew will be predominant on the label, so you'll know mm-hmm. if you're getting a crew Beaujolais. I also happen to think that for full, the raspberry, tart cherry, and cranberry flavors that these wines have are like perfect for this transition as the weathers are getting colder and the days are getting shorter. Uh, and I also have always thought that good Beaujolais is a terrific uh, accompaniment for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, here are three that I liked a lot. Um, from the Cru uh, Julienas, the Chateau de Julienas, uh, Cuvée Tradition. It's bright cherry and spice, good structure and acidity. It has a fresh, vibrant uh, wine with, with it's good enough to stand alone, but will definitely uh, show best with food. Uh, there's a little bit of subtle pepper that comes in the finish. Uh, I would serve this with a slight chill. Uh, it's just it's just classy. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. you go, "Wow, I I like Beaujolais." <laughs> so um, the second one that I try out, and this was really interesting. Uh, the producer is Domaine Gilles Couperet. Uh, we'll put this on the website. Uh, the wine is from Fleury, and this one is Fleury La Madone, or the Madonna. Um, this was beautiful, spicy nose of violets and cherry. There was definitely some cranberry note that came floating in. The wine has terrific structure and surprising depth. It's bigger than the Julianus, and yet it still has a lot of finesse. I really like that one quite a bit. Uh, and that one sells for nineteen ninety nine. Well, that's a good deal. It's a very good deal. Uh, and then the last one I tried, this is a Chenin, and the producer is the Pascal Offranc. Uh, en Raymond is the subtitle of the wine. Uh, it's a 2019, sells for twenty two ninety nine. Old vines dating from back to 1939. Spicy strawberry raspberry aromas, an attractive earthiness that sort of supports the whole base of the wine. Racy acidity. Uh, this would allow this to pair with richer foods. It's going to have some ageability. Uh, it was elegant and enjoyable, and that was a really nice bottle of wine. My wine of the week even though it was the most expensive at twenty two ninety nine, is the Pascal Offrant Chenin. Um, 
it's just a stunner. I mean, you just don't get a whole lot better crew Beaujolais than that for $22. My mouth is watering. <laughs> uh, I'm Al Spoiler. And I'm Hugh Sisson. You've been listening to Seller Notes, produced by Bob White for 88.1 WYPR, your NPR news station.